Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Keith and Jody, if you'd come here. I know it's easier for you to come here than it is. And then Grant and Rebecca, if you'd step forward. I'm going to have you lay your hands on them. Hallelujah. It's okay. Get rid of that cord if you got to. Amen. Only dogs are on a leash. They're their spiritual parents. Amen. Hallelujah. As I was sitting there, the word of the Lord came to me. Everybody stretch a hand. I felt the Lord say to me deep in my spirit that there would be a sound that would come out of this house. And I'm telling you, it's like it just went right around the world. And I said, Lord, what does it mean? He said, for you are redigging a well that your grandfather once dug in this house. Hallelujah. Now by the spirit, I can see it. Right out the back door, it's like fire blew right out the place. Went right around. Boom. Hit the both of them. Redigging a well your grandfather once dug in this place. For I am the God who is faithful from generation to generation to generation. You're stepping into a fresh anointing on your ministry. Hallelujah. I said, Lord, where does this come from? It comes from the seeds of the prayers of your grandparents. For your grandfather stood in this place and said, see it, stood in this place and said, Father, that my children and children's children would serve you and come to know you in a way that I have. Jesus. As your spiritual parents laid their hands upon you tonight and set you apart for an anointing to continue to increase on you. Stronger and stronger. Better and better. Father, I thank you for Eber's life, Nettie's life faithfulness God to you their children serving the Lord their children's children serving the Lord all involved in ministry tonight I pray the anointing increases on you Rebecca just as you moved into just singing out of your spirit there just like that something opened up and now I release it by the gifts of the Holy Spirit in Jesus mighty name do it Lord do it, Jesus. Father, you're the one who said, believe in the Lord your God, and we would be established. But believe in his prophets, and we'd prosper in all of our ways. I release the gifts of the Spirit. <laughs> the anointing increased more and more and more, stronger and stronger and stronger, for a sound to be heard around the world. 
in Jesus' mighty name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Glory. Hallelujah. Lift your hands just for a second right where you are. Man, I feel the anointing. Hallelujah. Jesus. I'm telling you right now, you can call on him right where you are. Draw on that precious anointing. Touching Jesus is all I ever wanted. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's the Holy Ghost. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You're so good to us, Lord. I'm telling you, there's something blowing around in this place tonight. Wow. You picked a good night to be in the house of the Lord. Wow. I'm telling you right now, there's something moving. Just grab right a hold of that thing. Grab onto it. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faithfulness from generation to generation. Father, I honor the previous generations. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. What a precious anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm here to tell you God is going to do something in your life tonight. If you would have faith to believe Him, faith can do what God can do. Faith can bring a miracle to your house. Hallelujah. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. She pulled a miracle out of Jesus and he said, whoa. Wait a minute here. Who touched me? King James says, I felt virtue come out of me. I felt power come out of me. Faith can draw things by the anointing out of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Read about it for yourself in Mark chapter 5. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. There's a precious anointing in this house tonight. Things are getting better and better in Jesus' name. Stronger and stronger. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Maybe you're a first-time guest and you're not used to this kind of worship. It's okay. Might as well jump on in while the water's moving. Amen. Have a drink. It's just fine. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, there really is a real God in heaven who really loves his children and really wants to bless their lives. I've been preaching clear half my life, and I'm a young guy. But I'll tell you this, I know there's a real God. And I know he really loves people. And he really wants to touch you right where you are. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Man, there's an atmosphere of faith in this place tonight. Hallelujah. Whew, glory. Hallelujah. 
Just waiting on the Lord to figure which way to take this thing. What a problem to have. (laughs) Glory, 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 glory. We honor you, Father. There's a few people in this room tonight. You don't know Jesus yet. You're going to. You're not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. God knew you'd be here. Come on, somebody. And I won't freak you out, but you know who you are, and God knows who you are. (laughs) Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Glory. I think I'm going to preach because your soul's hanging in the balance. And then I'll minister to some folks afterward if that's all right. You might as well say, yeah, because that's what I'm going to do anyway. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Give the Lord a great God bless you in this house if you would. (laughs) Hallelujah. How in the world did you folks get back from Maine so fast? Lizzie drove. Liz's son Mike got married yesterday in the great state of Maine, amen? We flew up there and it was a blessing of the Lord. Out at Scudic Lake, is that how you say that? I don't know, it's in the middle of nowhere. You know how I know it was the middle of nowhere? <laughs> Rick and Lou, I, I, the night before the gym, I said, why don't you guys go with us tomorrow? And Rick tried to make excuses, but we got them to go anyway, amen? It's amazing what a lobster roll can do. So we landed and got our vehicle. We were driving. And I could tell we were in redneck country, amen? You know why? There was beat up trailers everywhere. (laughs) The further we got out, I saw something I never saw in my life. (laughs) Only in Maine, amen? (laughs) We get out there, and there's a wooden fence, which was probably missing four or five sections. You saw it too? Don't ruin it for us. <laughs> it's missing four or five sections. So instead of replacing the sections of fence, like most people would do, they had like a 1971 Winnebago park there <laughs> that looked like it came out of Christmas vacation. And they painted it the same color as the fence. Lou and Rick and Carolyn and I were in the car. We were laughing so hard. So if you're watching from Maine tonight, and that's your Winnebago. I thought I saw it all until now. Amen. (laughs) God bless all the maniacs. I was really touched by an experience I had yesterday, though. A gentleman at at the wedding came over to me, and he said, can I talk to you? I said, I guess. Amen. He was probably in his early 70s, I would say. Nice gentleman. I can't remember his name. That's not important. God knows his name, amen? He says to me, your grandfather pastored and planted a church here in the area. My grandfather, I believe, planted five or six of them up there that are still going today, amen? 
He said to me, your grandfather dedicated me as a baby. That dates my grandfather a little bit. Now watch this. I want to show you how important it is to give into the kingdom of God. Because it's the only thing we can do on this side of eternity that will impact people's eternities forever. Amen. I'll take that, baby. He said, your granddad dedicated me as a baby. Your grandfather planted the church there. It's still in existence. I said, amen. He said, they didn't have any money. He said, so they went into the woods, which in Maine is not too hard to do, and timbered off all those trees and by hand built a church. It gave me great comfort in the work for, we're doing next door. Amen. I started thinking I was going to believe for a bulldozer and knock it over, but here we are. Amen. I was telling them the other night, I said, Kurt, one time we're next door, and he got a big old grin on his face, and he stuck his hand out and said, congratulations. You're the only guy I know who's ever bought a building worse than me. <laughs> and so he says, your granddad, you know, they timbered that off and built that church. He said, I was dedicated as a child there. I'm still in that church. My children are in that church. My grandchildren are in that church. He said, and before your granddad moved on to his next assignment, he sold his home and his property and made sure he paid off the church and the property. So for the next minister coming in, there wouldn't be a burden on him. Left it debt free. And I got to thinking, if the Lord should tarry, we all have an expiration date. Except for Jesus. Amen. The Lord should tarry. Someday. And I happen to go by the way of the grave before he comes back. Which I doubt will happen. But if it did. I want to leave this church better than we found it. Which shouldn't be too hard to do. Amen. But <laughs> There it is. That's for darn sure. Amen. It's amazing what God and a million dollars can do. Amen. <laughs> but think about that. That what we do today will greatly affect the generations to come. And I was just reminded of that when I just prayed for you folks. That your granddad was here, gosh, 50 years ago, whatever it was. And here we are today. And you know God is God because he brought them from New Jersey. Amen. <laughs> How God connects people in the spirit. Everything's connected in the spirit. Hallelujah. Well, we've been teaching on the Word, amen, being devoted to the Word and the living Word. I want to go tonight to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. If you don't have a Bible, you can follow along on the screen. We'll gladly give you one after service free of charge, amen. Never a charge for the gospel. If you go to a church that charges for the gospel, do yourself a favor. Find a new church. Amen. Mark chapter 4. And verse 13 reads like this. Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? I think he said that quite a bit to the disciples, didn't he? Imagine, <laughs> he's constantly teaching in stories, trying to make the gospel simpler and simpler, and they still don't get it. Thank God Jesus had some patience, amen? Because as for me and my house, it wouldn't have had so much. Amen. 
Man, I feel the anointing. How about you? Hallelujah. One day this week, I preached three times in one day. I was cooked. Three different television networks. The Lord just opened things up. Man, I feel the anointing so strong all week. Amen? And then we were over to Colleen's place for her birthday this week. Amen? And uh, she can cook. Her place is super clean. Amen? Come on, you single guys. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. We had a wonderful time. Amen? I've known her and her family since feels like forever. It's been a while. And what a blessing to the Lord. Amen? We sat around the fire with some good friends here. And it's amazing what God can do. Even through our conversations. Amen? Just spending time together and laughing. And Grant told us a story about you. Amen? Some of your friends down there in Tennessee with dogs and something else. I don't know. Amen? <laughs> Carol was trying to retell that story on the plane yesterday because we were still laughing. <laughs> Jesus said, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes to take away the word that was sown in them. Hey now, great to see you guys. I was going to pray for you folks this morning, and I didn't. I'll pray for you tonight. You've never been over here, have you? Once in this building? Oh, glad you found your way back. Amen. No, they live way out at the other side. Wonderful people right here. Wonderful friends. Amen. Glad you guys are here. You too, Nelson. Did you hit your ride? Yeah? Okay, what did you do? Have your thumb out over there by Acre Lake? Amen. <laughs> I could tell since I prayed for you this morning, something lifted. Hallelujah. God, so good. Amen. I preached this morning, 9 o'clock. I felt like the call up to the big leagues yesterday as we were flying home. Amen. My granddad preached the 11 a.m. service down in Peckville. God bless him. Amen. I told all the folks at 9 a.m., you made a mistake. Should have came next service. Amen. Stuck with me today. Soon as they hear it, Satan comes to take away the word that was sown in them. Others, like seeds sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. Oh, baby. I'm going to show you something tonight. But since they have no root, they last only for a short time. You ever met anybody like this? Oh, boy. Come on, somebody. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like a seed sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seed sown on good soil. Come on, somebody. Somebody say, he's talking about me. Come on, say, he's talking about me. Others like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop. Some 30, some 60, and some 100 times what was sown. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray you add the blessing to your word, God. I thank you your word cannot return to you void. It must accomplish that which you purpose for it to do. 
I thank you even tonight you have angels on assignment watching over your word to perform it in the lives of your children. We give you the glory and the honor and the praise, Father, and I bind any foul thing that would try and harm the word taking root in people's lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, you all know me. Every seed demands a harvest. I said every seed demands a harvest. Every, every example Jesus just gave us there was supposed to produce a harvest. It was supposed to do something. Every seed is supposed to do something, but not every seed does. Every seed's supposed to do something, but not every seed does. But he said, the ones that did, come on, they produced some 30, some 60, some 100 times what was sown. I tell the Lord, Father, since I have the choice. Oh, come on. Hey, that's it. Hey, give me the hundredfold return. Come on. I want to produce and produce and produce. As the first command in Scripture, be fruitful, multiply. Subdue, have dominion. First page of the book. First thing he tells us to do, be fruitful, multiply. I know some of y'all know how to do that. The nursery's packed. Not teasing. <laughs> be fruitful, multiply. Have dominion, subdue. Most problems in this world could be solved with that right there. Could be solved right then and there. Be fruitful, multiply. Take dominion, subdue. I also had this thought come to mind. Anything of value to you, you protect. Oh, boy. I'm going to show you something. Anything of value to you, you protect. Come on, lie, you fry. <laughs> Big Lou jumped up in my truck the other day, and there's a 357 sitting in the center. Amen? Why? Because anything of value is going to get protected. You know what I'm saying? I had somebody say one time, Jesus wouldn't have a gun. Don't get me going on all that nonsense. <laughs> I'll tell you about a couple of them angels with big golden 45s on their hips. <laughs> tell me about him not having a gun. You're going to be sadly mistaken. Huh. Well, he's the God of love. Yeah, he is. But he's also the God that you don't mess with his kids. Oh, man. He's the same Jesus that said, for those of you who pervert children while I'm at it, it's better for a millstone to be tied around your neck and thrown into the deep. Oh, that's New Testament. How about some more New Testament? For those of you who don't work, you're like an infidel and you don't deserve to eat. I know, a real encouraging word tonight. Amen. I'll suck out all the socialism at once. Come on, somebody. Because anything of value you, to you, you protect. Come on. I hear the inkling of a noise in the house at nighttime. Man, I'm up on that thing quicker than Santa be on a rooftop. You know why? Because my kids are in there. Carolyn's in there. Come on. Why? Because they're of value to me. Anything that's of value to me, I protect. That's why I'm so strong on faith. That's why I'm so strong on the word. You know why? Because it has such great value to me. I protect it. I protect the integrity of this thing. That's why I stand before you, and I don't care who doesn't like it, this word does not have any error in it whatsoever. That's why I stand before you and tell you, no, there's only one way to heaven through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. That's why I stand before you, and I tell you, no, what's right is right, and what's wrong is wrong. And I told you before, the word doesn't change with the culture. Come on. The word is still the word. 
That's political. No, it's truthful. I'm not talking political nonsense. I'm talking the word of God. Either it is or it isn't. It's either 100% truth or it's 100% bull excrement. Some of you can look that up on the way home. For those of you from Tyler Hill, amen. <laughs> it either is or it isn't. It's black or it's white. There's no in between. What I found out is you must take a stand and protect the integrity of God's word. Come on. That's why when I pray for the sick, I'm so strong on what I am. It's God's will for you to be healed. You can't tell me any different. Because the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways and received nothing from the Lord. And if people wonder why, well, I'm struggling with this thing, but I'm not sure if it's his will for me to be healed. You won't be. You're double-minded. Why would you pray for something and then wonder if it's his will? Oh, boy. Oh, babe, I'm going to get up in the grill tonight. Jesus said to pray like this, that my will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. If it's God's will for you to be sick, heaven will be packed with sick people. Oh, man. If it's God's will for you to be poor, heaven will be packed with poor people. It's not. You might be poor on this side of eternity, but let me tell you something. It said the streets are paved with gold. PennDOT can't even get it right. If it's, God, no, really, if it's God's will for you to be poor, then why is he using gold as pavement? Oh, God, that's a waste of money. Oh, man. Oh. You could have paid that with millings, you know. I think this is how Christians are. And then get in all kinds of mess when it comes to finance because they're double-minded. Oh, man. They're double-minded. Double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Receive nothing from the Lord. I've come to know him that it's his will for all to be healed. The same way it's his will for all to be saved. The same way it's his will for all to be blessed. You know why? Because he's no respecter of persons. Hello. 2 Peter 3.9 For the Lord is not slow concerning his promises, some might say. No, he's being patient, willing that all would come to repentance. You got all these idiots running around Bible schools. Well, God plays duck, duck, damn. You're saved, you're saved, you're damned. You're saved, you're saved, you're damned. <laughs> Calvinism, tulip, all kinds of nonsense. No, really. And this is what they're teaching from the pulpits. Or like, you got these idiots sitting back. I don't really believe they're saved. I don't really believe you're saved. Amen. <laughs> really. I, I don't like the way they got saved. As if there's a bad way to get saved. <laughs> but this is what's rampant through the church of Jesus Christ. I mean, really. And this judgmental religious spirit sets in. And a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways and received nothing from the Lord. Nothing. You might not like that I take a strong stance on healing. You ain't going to change me. Believe me, the best of them have tried. You might not like that I believe it's God's will for you to be blessed. And I'll tell you what, you ain't going to talk me off it now. Oh, I've tasted way too much of it. I've drank way too much from the well. Come on, somebody. And you aren't talking me off this train. I'm telling you right now, until I go to heaven, I'm going to experience the goodness of God in the land of the living. Come on, somebody. So number one tonight, protect the word so the word can't be stolen. Oh, man. Protect the word so the word can't be stolen. 
He said right there, someone he sows the word, the devil immediately comes to try and steal it. John chapter 10 and verse 10, T.L. Osborne, you call it the gospel in one verse. Yea, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. Come on, somebody. We've got to protect the word so the word can't be stolen. Let me help you. In this country, I've, now more than ever, I don't know how to say it, we've got a bunch of limp-wristed, <laughs> the nicest way I can say it, preaching and preachers in this country that are perverting the word of God. There's no protection of this thing anymore. You know why? Because, well, they won't come to our church. Don't come. Don't the, I told somebody today, don't let the doorknob hit you where the good Lord split you. Amen. Well, brother, your church won't grow. I don't want people like that anyway. I want people to say, no, we want the word of God. Whether it provokes us to, to joy or hurts us or whatever it might be, we just want the word. Because, you know, the word is what's going to change us. The word is going to move things around in our life. And we need to protect the integrity of this word so it cannot be stolen. Because I'm telling you right now, the devil is working overtime in the pulpits of these churches across America to pervert the word of God. And he's walking right in and stealing the word from people. You got mainline denominations with their ministers teaching. No, you guys aren't supposed to read the word. That's for the minister only. What a load of garbage. Come Liberty Sanitation. Amen. I mean, really. What a bunch of crap. And it's keeping people broke and keeping people sick and keeping people from a victorious Christian life because their word is perverted and stolen from them. We need to protect God's word. We need to stand in faith and say, no, as for me and my house, we're going to stand for the word of God. Come on. That seed fell on the footpath, represents those who hear the message, only to have Satan come at once and take it away. The enemy knows if the word gets in you, faith will come out of you. Oh, man, come on. If the word gets in you, faith will come out of you. I told you before and I'll tell you again, the gift of faith goes to work when your back's against the wall. I said when your back's against the wall. When everybody else, I don't know what they're going to do. Oh, what are they going to do now? I don't know how they're going to make it. What is it bad? No, my back's against the wall and my eyes are looking up to heaven and say, I know where my help comes from. Come on. My help comes from the Lord who's the maker of the heavens and the earth. I'm going to protect God's word. I'm going to stand on his word and I'm going to do exactly what I said I'm going to do. You know why? Because he's watching over his word to perform it in the lives of his children. You don't even know what belongs to you. Oh, baby. You don't even know what belongs to you. And the same group of some of y'all will go to Walmart. They double charge me for a banana. I'm going in there to give them a piece of my mind. You've given so many pieces, there's nothing left to give. Amen. Think about it. The same people. But yet, what does the Word of God say about healing? Uh, I'm not sure if it's His will or not. Come on. And the devil's having a freaking field day with people. Stealing the Word. Stealing the Word. Stealing the Word. I'd be a cold day and you know where, where you know who's sucking on a snow cone, Paul, before I'm not protecting the integrity of God's Word in this house. Before I, Listen. I'm man enough to look you in the face and tell you what this word says. Whether you say amen or say ouch, I'm going to tell you the truth of God's word because the word must go forth and accomplish that which he's purposed for it to do. Come on. I'm telling you, the enemy knows the word gets in you. Faith comes out of you. Faith comes out of you. So faith comes out of you. I don't feel any better. I'm not moved by what I feel. Whew. 
Things don't look very good. I'm not moved by what I see. Oh, did you hear it? No, I didn't. I don't care to hear. You know why? Because I'm not moved by what I hear. I'm moved by what the Word of God says. And we need to protect the Word of God in our lives so the devil can't steal it. Come on. We need to be committed to protecting the power of God's Word. Oh, man. I said we need to be committed to protecting the power of God's Word. Especially now more than ever in this country. I'm telling you. There's a wicked antichrist agenda in this nation trying to shove stuff down the throats of our children. Trying to pervert a generation. You know why? Because the devil knows his days are numbered. I'm telling you, he knows we're on the precipice of God going to blow something off in this country. I'm telling you right now. And that's why the hell is fighting the church so bad, trying to pervert things, trying to steal the word. Because he knows if you get a hold of the word with bulldog faith, come on somebody, and not let go of that thing, I'm telling you, and you just, no, I got the word, the word, the word, the word ruled mind. I told you before, he became the word and dwelt among us. Come on. Number two tonight, protect the word from chokers. Oh, man. I ain't talking about that thing Grant used to wear a few years ago around his neck, amen? <laughs> Made of shells. <laughs> That's how I knew he was from New Jersey. <laughs> you got to protect the word from chokers. Now watch this. I don't know what the chokers are in your life, but you do. I don't know who the chokers are in your life. Come on, Steve Miller was up here the other night singing the choker, the joker, the midnight toker. Amen. <laughs> you got to protect yourself from the chokers. I can't have people of doubt and unbelief around me. I can't. You know why? Because it pulls back my thinking. It pulls back my faith. It pulls back my spirit. Do I love everybody? Absolutely. But I don't allow everybody to speak into my life. Nor should you. I said, nor should you. You know what? You need people of faith around you that are believing God for the greater, that are saying, no, we're going to protect the word. We're going to see the word go to work for us. Surely, I told you last week, people of faith say, if he did it then, he's going to do it again now. <laughs> protect the word from chokers. If you close your eyes, you can probably see all the chokers. Amen. No, it's <laughs> They're the chokers, the jokers. They're probably midnight tokers too. Amen. But here's what I know. you got to protect the word because the enemy comes to steal it. But then he said also when the word falls on other ground, things come to choke it out. Because every time you hear the gospel preached, right, the potential for faith to be born in your heart is there. Faith comes by hearing that by hearing the word of God. And you come in this place and the worship team's just killing it and things are going awesome and the media got the lights all right and it sounds good, right? And I got all this stuff going on and Jen has the cafe just like flying back there and some of y'all are jacked up on caffeine, <laughs> right? And you got good looking ushers and greeters and smells nice because the people come in to clean, thank God. I said, thank God. Folks coming in here on Saturday mornings cleaning God's house and worship music going on. They're praying over these seats and believing God for your miracle. And you're in this atmosphere of faith and everything is great. And you hear the word preach and the devil comes to steal it. Or the minute you walk out that door, your phone rings and it's Cousin Choker. Yeah. <laughs> we got a problem. We. What, do you have a mouse in your pocket? Amen. <laughs> Not really though. 
You're filled up on faith. There's an atmosphere of faith. As soon as you walk out the door, something starts creaking. I feel a little pain. And it's a choker coming, trying to choke the world. Oh. Trying to choke the faith out of you. Trying to choke and strangle that faith. Because the devil knows if you let that faith take root in your heart. Oh, come on, somebody. If you hid your word in his heart, that he might not sin against you. And it will be a lamp under your feet and a light under your path. Still others like seeds sown among thorns. Hear the word. But the worries of this life. The worries of this life. I tell you all the time. Fear tolerated is faith contaminated. The worries of his life. I told Lou, we were in a plane yesterday. I said, I said, you know, there's people who say this and say that. I said, honest to God, I can't tell you how much I really don't care. I mean, really. I said, I get up here and we look at that. I'm just laughing all the more. You know why? Because the very people that try to choke things out of you have never helped you. Oh. Have never helped propel you into what God's called you to do. Have never encouraged you in your faith. All they are is negativity and doubt and unbelief. They're trying to steal and choke what God put in you by his word. What God put in you by his spirit. They've come to choke you out in your thought life. Come to choke you out in your ear. Trying to choke you out of what's going on around you. I'm here to tell you it's time to look to the hills where your help comes from. And not allow the chokers to steal the word. Why would you allow somebody to have a voice of negativity and criticism in your life if they don't have a voice of encouragement in your life. That's worth the price of admission. Did you hear what they said? No, nor do I care. Come on, Shania was up there the night singing, my give a darn's busted. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I love you, but I love you enough to tell you the truth. I'm so sick of seeing people defeated and struggling and living beneath when God has called you. Oh. He said, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll cause you right above the high places of the earth. We're flying home last night. There was a nasty storm. You know what we did? Just went up higher. Shot up. But we watched the lightning beneath us. Shot up above that thing, and the sun was shining. And it was smooth flying, baby. You know why? There's trouble here. Just go up. Oh, man. The chokers are only right here. They don't know how to get up. Oh, come on, somebody. They don't know how to, the elevator will go all the way to the top. Come on, somebody. The chokers don't know how to get up to where God has called you to go, what God has called you to do. Come on, somebody. The deceitfulness of wealth. Now, let me be clear here. God is not against wealth. Oh, boy. I'll take that one. It's people who trust in wealth rather than trusting in God. That's what deceitfulness of wealth is. Not all at once. God don't, God, God don't have a problem with you having things. He has a problem with things having you. God don't matter to God if you drive a Cadillac or a hoopty. That's up to you, amen? Some of you had to <laughs> pray your car would make it here, amen? Usually held together Christian bumper stickers from what I've experienced. God's not against wealth. Because if he was, it would violate his word. What did Deuteronomy 8.18? For I'm the Lord your God has given you the power to create and receive wealth. That might establish my covenant with you in the earth today. God has no problem with you having things. He has an issue when you put your trust in things. Oh. David said some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but I'm going to trust in the name of the Lord my God. Nothing wrong with money as long as money doesn't have you. I appeal to The Bible says that money's evil. No, it doesn't. Have you ever read the Bible? It says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. 
But love belongs to God. Oh, not to money. Money's just a tool. I said money is just a tool. What you do with it is what makes a difference. Oh, baby. <laughs> I better not say that. I'll probably get kicked off, whatever. I'll just say you can go buy drugs with money. Like that were found in the White House earlier this week, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> we don't know whose it is. <laughs> it appeared, yeah. Hey, the same money that buys them drugs is the same money you could do to help orphanages. To feed children like we're doing all over the place. To advance the gospel. Hello. Money's neither good nor bad. It's what you do with it that makes a difference. Money's just a tool. But I will say this. The devil works overtime to get in people's hearts when it comes to money and pervert them with their giving because he knows that's the only thing you can do to impact people's destiny. Oh, man. Just like my friend there. If it hadn't been for people sowing, my grandparents, when they sold that property, and said, no, I know we really need this, but we're going to give it to pay off the ministry to move on. That church wouldn't be there today. Why I think the devil fights people so hard in the area of giving? Oh, don't shout me down all at once. Deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Number three tonight, instead of being shaken, get yourself stirred. I thought this one the other night. I thought it was great. Instead of being shaken, get yourself stirred. Come on, James Bond used to say, shaken, not stirred. Right, we're going the opposite here. <laughs> Instead of being shaken, get yourself stirred. Come on. Some of y'all, did you hear what Biden said? No, Biden don't even know what he said. Amen. <laughs> I'm sure they're blowing up on a TikTok right about now. Yeah. All the religious devils dying at once. Amen. I am surely not shaken by what Biden said or what's going on in this world. You know why? Because the Bible says, though we're in this world, we're not of this world. Come on. Why? Because I've hidden his word in my heart. Hallelujah. It's okay, baby. Amen. Instead of being shaken, get yourself stirred. Mark 4, 16 and 17, the message says it like this. And some are like the seed that lands in the gravel. When they first hear the word, they respond with great enthusiasm. Ever met anybody like that? Ron, I call them blow in, blow up, and blow out. Oh, man. Blow in, blow up, and blow out. You ever met anybody like this? Flash in the pan. Oh, boy. Oh, don't get me going. With great enthusiasm. But there is such shallow soil of character that when the emotions wear off, and some difficulty arrives, there's nothing to show for it. People of the world get shaken. People of the word get stirred. Oh, man. People of the world get shaken. People of the word get stirred. Oh, my faith is stirring. Come on. My faith is stirring. Something's moving. Something good's going to happen to me. I know everybody's looking like we're going down. Baby, I'm going up in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. You said in Proverbs 4, the path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter to the full coming of day. So I don't know about the world, but as for me and the word ruled mine, come on, my path's getting brighter and brighter. Things are getting better and better in Jesus' name. Things are looking up. Come on. 
Did you hear? No. Let me help you. There's a spiritual gift called selective hearing. Some of your husbands were born with it. Amen. <laughs> I know men who pretend they can't. Never mind. Hey, I'll prove it to you. Jesus practiced it in Mark chapter 5. He gets to Jairus' house. He says, don't bother to teach her anymore. She's not sleeping. She's dead. And Jesus says to her, what? He says, she's not dead but asleep. And the Bible says they laughed at him to scorn. Imagine laughing at Jesus. I laugh in the presence of my enemies. Oh, why? Because he's prepared a table. Oh. Imagine laughing at Jesus. And the Bible says, Jesus, I think it's Mark 5, 36, 37, something like that. It says, overhearing what they said. Let me help you. Selective hearing is going to be a great gift to you in your fight of faith. Oh, boy. Oh, if you're going to be stirred and not shaken, you got to practice selective hearing. Careful little ears, what you hear. Oh, man. You know why? Because there's idiots that want to fill your <laughs> mind with all kinds of nonsense. Look at this circus. What's going on in the media? Or the political system in this country? I'm probably already kicked off, so I might as well just go for it at this point. <laughs> I mean, really, it's a circus. Did you hear what so-and-so said? No, I don't. I don't care. You don't care what they say? Why would I? Really? They're all a bunch of snakes. Where I come from, we cut the heads off snakes. You know what I'm saying? Well, I like playing with snakes. Good for you, amen? We kill them where I come from, baby. I mean, really? Republicans and Democrats. Two heads of the same snake. Oh, boy, don't get me going. It's all right. It's true. There's good and bad in everything. But it ought to make you sit back and wonder why they hate some people so much and don't say a word about others. Oh, boy. People of the world get shaken. People of the word get stirred. I said they get stirred. My God, we got there yesterday, and the girl says, uh, we have a shortage of rental cars ever since COVID. I looked at her. <clears throat> I said... <laughs> What, did the cars get the COVID? <laughs> and I was already, I got a suit jacket on that barely fits. I mean, really. Got, Charles got me in his button up and pants. I, I brought a Thrive t-shirt like Aaron's got on and sweatpants for the ride home. I said, I ain't wearing that stupid thing. Oh. That button down here was like a weapon of mass destruction. If that thing let loose, I'm telling you. <laughs> That's Rick and Lou. Ever since the COVID, there's a shortage of rental cars. I said, I rented the car like six weeks ago. What did it do? Go on a ventilator and die since then? I mean, like... <laughs> she says, well, we have to sanitize it. I say, I ain't worried about it. Just get me the car. I got to get to a man's wedding. Amen? And I'm really looking for a lobster roll along the way. Praise God. She says, well, we have something smaller available. I said, well, fit for adults. She looks at Lou. Yeah. I looked at her. I, gospel truth. I said, ma'am, they're not all his size. Amen. <laughs> you 
you ought to hang with me sometime. I promise it's entertaining. She didn't think it was funny. I thought it was hysterical. So did the people around me. Amen. But think about it. Ever since COVID, we have a shortage of rental cars. No. The truth is, this world got shaken by nonsense. And I'll tell you what people of faith did. They got stirred up. I mean, they got stirred up. We, we came to this town. We were working on this building during 2020. And we had all kinds of stuff taped over windows and doors and whatever so we could work. <laughs> That's a whole different story. And on Christmas of 2020, we rented that Presbyterian building down the road. My friend of mine bought the, brought the, pro, uh, bought the property. And I said, I want a whole Christmas service there. Because I don't know what everybody else is doing, but as for me and my house in Honesdale, we're celebrating Jesus at Christmas. There was a wonderful young girl there, Grant, who got set free by the power of God. Hallelujah. Gifts of spirit came over me, and I prayed for her. She had struggled with meth for years, in and out of rehabs. That night, Jesus set her free by the power of God. I called my dad on the way home. I said, I'm starting that church next Sunday. And I said, it might only be me and Carolyn, and that's it. But as for me and my house, we're going to be there preaching. I said, I know the whole world shut down. But God has called us to preach. The work of the gospel never shuts down. The work of the Holy Spirit never shuts down. And I don't know about everybody else. They might be shaking, but I'm stirred up. I said, I'm stirred up. And so some of you guys notice you're, you're with us since then. And 2021, that first Sunday... We started Thrive Church. I've been preaching Sunday nights ever since. Amen? Yeah. Made some people glad. Definitely made the devil mad. And I'll tell you right now, I mean, you wouldn't believe people. You're starting a church during COVID? I said, no, I'm starting a church during 2021. <laughs> January. Well, it's COVID season. I said, what? <laughs> I'm from Montdale. <laughs> Tompkinsville, to be exact. We never heard of COVID season. We've heard of spring, summer, which is my favorite, except for lately, you need Noah's Ark. How about these guys down Edwardsville kayaking in the roads? A bunch of dummies don't know there's rivers and lakes all around all over the place or what? Spring, summer, fall, for all you pumpkin spice people, and winter, deer season, amen. Look, I'm not negating there was a virus or whatever. What I am saying is it should have never shaken the world like it did. And go back and do the research for yourself. There was a whole bunch of malarkey spewing in there. And me, I go farther on it. They'll probably kick me off for a while. But I'll tell you this. Do the research for yourself. And let me just help you. Follow the money. Oh, man. We were in Europe a few years ago, right, Ron? And you were reading a book that a friend of ours wrote. And he talked just about this nonsense that was coming right down the pike, didn't he? It's a wicked agenda. Don't be surprised. There's some other nonsense coming up, too. The next election infection. Amen. People of the world get shaken. People of the word get stirred. 2 Timothy 1, 6 and 7. Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. 
Funny how that's written right together. Oh, isn't that funny how that's right together, one right after the next there? You know why? Because the devil always uses fear. He says, wait a minute, stir that gift of God up on the inside. Don't get shaken, stir that thing up. Stir up that gift. And he says, now God did not give you a spirit of fear, Timothy. But he gave you one of power, of love, and sound mind. Stop listening to what shakes you up and start listening to what stirs you up. Stop listening to what shakes you up. Oh, but I'm related to the shaker. Huh. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Stop listening to it. Instead, start listening to what stirs you up. That's why we're doing everything we could do with this church to get the gospel out there. And I appreciate this media team and worship and also the whole worship experience because they're getting out there on podcasts and YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and all kinds of whatever it is. Amen? Because we're trying to get out there on every available voice to get the preaching of the gospel out there to stir some people up. Because the gift of faith needs to be stirred up in this country again. The gift of faith needs to be stirred up in God's people again. There's a whole bunch of God's people need to repent for being shaken the last few years and get stirred again. Yeah. Oh, baby. I don't, what I can't understand is how Christians are shaken up anyway. Think about this. The one who defeated sin and death in the grave is standing by your side. Why would anything shake you? I mean, really. The one who literally defeated sin and death in the grave is standing by your side. And you're shaking up by what? And you see the price of gas? No, I just put it in my vehicle. Yeah, right. You'd swear when Sheets put the gas down the other day. I mean, like, it was greater than Christ coming back for some believers. Did you see the price of gas? No. I saw all the people waiting in line. And I said, I ain't going to be one of them folks. Furthermore, my truck burns diesel. Amen. I just stepped on the gas and blew some black smoke and kept on going. I mean, really, that's great. They put down, the, I'm not knocking it, but some Christians, that was the greatest miracle they've seen since 1972. All over social media, $1.77.6, can you believe it? Can you believe it? Yeah, next day your check engine light's on. Amen. <laughs> I'll back cutting it with water. <laughs> Don't worry, I say all the things people should never say. Amen. <laughs> they just think about it, but don't have the intestinal fortitude to say it. Number four tonight. And lastly, it's all about your heart. Folks, it's all about your heart. Come on. Mark 4.20 says, And the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as been planted. People that are committed to coming and hearing the gospel. Not like lackluster Christianity. Which Jesus said in Revelation, that's the church he spit out of his mouth. He said, you're neither hot nor you're cold. You're lukewarm. He says, I would rather you either be hot or be cold for I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. You can't have church on Sunday night. Says who? Nobody's going to come. You lie. 
The people driving from the other side of Acre Lake. Amen. And that's a hike. But they'll come here to gospel. Faith gets born. And faith goes to work. I said it this morning. Hope is the architect. Faith is the builder. Come on. And for some of us, truthfully tonight, we're going to be like David in Psalm 51. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Come on, it's all about the heart. And renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. It's all about the heart. It's just about the heart. I guess I don't understand the day and age we're living in, really. Where people are supposed to be on the same team and it seems like all there is is friendly fire anymore. Heart issue. Heart issue. Christians should be helping other Christians. Instead, they're busy tearing them down. Beating them up. I don't think they ought to have that. I don't think I asked you. If God blesses somebody, I get excited. I mean, really. We were over Colleen's place the other night, right, folks? We are all excited what God's doing for her, right? How God's blessing. I love people talking about the land and different things in their future and how just encouraging one another, sitting around a fire. Hey, God's going to do that. Keep believing them. God's going to do it for you. That's the type of people you need to be around, an atmosphere of faith, but it's a heart thing. You can't hang with people who have something in their heart, an ulterior motive or an agenda in their heart because it will drag you down too. God helped people with a jealous spirit. Talked about a few weeks ago with Saul and David when they returned back to Israel and they started singing, well, Saul's killed his thousands, but David killed his ten thousands. And Saul, instead of working on a transition plan, gets jealousy in his heart. Next thing you know, he's hurling a spirit, David. And the Bible says the Spirit of God left Saul because he allowed jealousy. It's a heart issue. It's a heart issue. We've got to be careful, hear me, to only let the Word of God in our heart and not the nonsense of this world, not the cares of this world, not the deceitfulness of riches, not anything else. This heart belongs to Jesus and Jesus alone. Lou picked us up yesterday morning, and you can ask him. I was stirred up. Amen. And he had some Italian music playing in the car. I was waiting for him to pull out the uh, white tablecloth and the <laughs> rigatonis and bottle of Pinot. Amen. <laughs> Whatever he's doing. He said, Carolyn, I put this on just for you. Amen. Make you feel at home. And I was stirred up, and he could tell. And I said, Lou. All morning, I've just been thanking God. I've been saying, God, you did for me what no man could do for me. God, you blessed me in ways that people could only dream of. God, you've opened doors for me, given us favor with unsaved people. You said favor with you and favor with men, and you've done that for us time and time again. And I want you to know, God, above anything else. What didn't I, was I telling you this, Lou? I said, God, I'm just so grateful. I just have a spirit of gratitude about me, God. I want you to know I really love you, and I really appreciate you, God. And you'll actually do what you said you're going to do, God. And things I saw as a dream as a child, you just keep making it come to pass. And I want you to know I love you. 
and I'm grateful. And I want you to know my heart is turned towards you. My heart will never be towards things. It will always be towards you, God. It will always be towards your kingdom, Father. Is there anything I can do, Father, for you today? Because prayer isn't supposed to be just you ranting and complaining to God. It should be an attitude of gratitude to God. What I found out is your gratitude is a magnet for God's presence. It's a magnet for miracles. For miracles. I was preaching for one gentleman the other day on television. (laughs) And literally the host during the broadcast said to me, if you're calling in the prayer line right now, he says, we're sorry, all the lines are jammed. Just keep calling. And I said, as you're calling with your prayers, and I'm praying for you over this television line, I said, call back with your testimony too. I said, encourage other people. I did one for a network a couple weeks ago. They had over 25,000 calls to the prayer line. I tell you, God is doing something unbelievable. And I'm so humbled by what he's doing. I mean, really, I just want to see him move. And I want to see him touch people. And I want to see people get blessed. I hope you know, like, this has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with him. But I also want people to see he really loves them. He really wants to bless their lives. And I told him before, I said, God, I don't care who criticizes me or ostracizes me or anything else. I will show your example in this earth that you're really a good God. You really love people. You really want to bless their lives. What's funny is Christians get mad. You think it'd be heathens getting mad. It ain't. It's Christians. I wouldn't want to be standing in people's shoes. I told Rick today, didn't I, on the way up here. I said, we don't want to be in some people's shoes when they stand before God someday. And they've lived this whole Christian life with hatred in their heart. And you'll stand before God and he'll say, depart from me, I never knew you. We did this in your name and that in your name. And he'll say, depart from me, I never knew you. Why? Because you had hatred in your heart. And for some of us, it's time to just say, God created me a clean heart. Renew what's right, Father. Father, I don't want the word to get stolen. I don't want it to get choked out, God. I want it to take root, but it can only take root on good soil. It can only take root in good soil. Proverbs 4, guard your heart above all else. Grant, you guys can come back. For it determines the course of your life. Watch this now, next verse. Avoid all perverse talk and stay away from corrupt speech. Isn't that funny how it all runs hand in hand? I'm here to tell you tonight, the only thing that can heal your heart is the power of Jesus Christ. The only thing that can heal your heart is the power of Jesus Christ. It's Jesus plus nothing that still equals everything. The message said it like this in Mark 4.20. But the seed planted in the good earth, good soil, a pure heart, represents those who hear the word, embrace it, and produce a harvest Beyond their wildest dreams. Produce a harvest beyond their wildest dreams. I was praying yesterday morning. I said, This is like beyond what I dreamed. I mean, I saw it as a dream, but you just keep doing it time and time again. You're producing something that's beyond my wildest dreams. Now it says to him who is able, Ephesians 3:20, do exceedingly abundantly. More than you can ask, imagine, or think. 
according to the power of his spirit that's at work within you. Folks, we need to be people that have our hearts positioned towards God that can receive the word by faith and embrace it so it produces something in our lives. So it produces something in our lives. The word is meant to produce. Every seed demands a harvest. It's meant to produce something in you. Some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. I like Deuteronomy chapter 1. It talks about 1,000 fold. Oh, baby. You light my fire talking about that. But I've watched how from starting this church, it's gone from 30 to 60 to 100 fold. And just keeps multiplying, just keeps growing. You know why? Because the word is going oh. Because the word's going forth and producing something in people's hearts, producing something in people's spirits. When I saw your son get married yesterday, what a blessing of the Lord. And knowing his history, right? And knowing him for a few years and had a little bit of a tough time, but then got just wrapped into the gospel. And just so touched by the gift of God and the faith and just forsaken everything else, going to Bible school and we helped them get on the missions field in Alaska and just amazing what God is doing in and through people whose hearts are turned towards Him. And then, I got to tell you all this because it made my night. Elisha got up because him and Josh were the best men yesterday. So Josh gives his speech, whatever, and Elisha gets up. And about like 30 seconds into it, he starts crying like a baby. He's a sissy. We're in Maine, in the backwoods. He's crying like a baby, right? And there's an older gentleman further down the table behind us. And Elisha's voice dropped because he was crying. And a guy goes, what do I do? Turn the volume down? I can't hear him. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Carol was hitting my side. I could not stop laughing. I said, no, he's just a sissy. Amen. Some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. Imagine now, hear me, you hear the word of God. You're feeding on the word of God. You're reading it during the week. And going, Lord, wait a minute, this is taking ground in my heart. I thank you, it's taking ground in my spirit, God. And every seed demands a harvest. Now watch this. God, I believe your word's producing something now. Oh. Because the word and the spirit come together and here comes creative power. Here comes creative power. Right from Genesis 1. Spirit of God hovering over the earth. But the earth was out form and void. And over the deep watches. And then God spoke. And something happens. Jesus said it like this. He said, my words are spirit. My words are life. The word and the spirit come together and carry creative power. A young 15-year-old virgin. Spirit of God is hovering over her belly. Oh, man. Same way it was hovering over the earth in Genesis chapter 1. And God speaks. Oh. God speaks. And into that dark void of a belly comes life. 
I'm here to tell you, when you start getting in the Word of God, this will change everything for you. You go, God, I'm feeding on this, God. Help me do this with a pure heart, Lord. I need your help in this thing, God. But help it produce something in me, God. And I thank you it is producing. In fact, I call it by faith. It's producing something. Something good's happening to me. It's working for me, Father. It's working in my favor, God. It's producing 30. It's producing 60. It's producing 100-fold, God. And I thank you it's working for me. It's working for me. I thank you, God, you're the God of the Bible says you never slumber and you never sleep. But you're watching over your word. It's working for me. It's working for me. Oh, you're hyping people up. That ain't hype, that's hope. There's a big difference between hype and hope. And I've come to know him. I'm telling you. I've come to know him as the God that will do exactly what he said he'll do. He'll do exactly what he said he'll do. I've come to know the only thing limiting God is you. Oh boy, about to rip some bad theology up tonight. The only thing limiting God is you. You're putting God in a box with your stinking thinking. You're holding back with your doubt and unbelief. Brother Shambach said them ugly Siamese twins. Amen. Doubt and unbelief. He wants to do exceedingly, abundantly. More than you can ask, imagine, or think. But it's got to be in good soil. It's got to be in good soil. You go planting a seed in the rocks out front, let me know how it goes for you. But you put a seed in some good fo- a seed in good soil. And boy, you'll have knee high by the 4th of July. I want to challenge you. I say, as your pastor, when you get this word, reading this word during the week, you're feeding on the word during the week. Amen? Self-feeders. Hello? Feeding on the word in your home group. Feeding on the word wherever you are. Say, God, I thank you. It's taking root in good soil. And I thank you, Lord, it's producing something. Watch this. Here's where faith kicks in. We walk by faith and not by sight. I don't see it producing anything. Let me help you, dum-dum. You put a seed in the ground outside, you see it producing anything? What kind of dumb farmer would go out and plant a seed one day and next day go, I'm digging that thing, I ain't producing nothing. No. Father, I thank you. That's producing. Father, I thank you you've called me to be fruitful and multiply. Have dominion and subdue. So Father, we're moving forward, some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. <laughs> I'm telling you, the word always works. The word always works. I don't know if I should be saying this over the mic, but I will. I got a call this afternoon from a man I never met, a Jewish man business guy and he said I've had multiple people tell me about your business in our area heard nothing but good things about you and your brother I said well the good things were about me amen I'm not sure about him (laughs) I don't watch what I say too premature but I'll say it like this He's the head of multiple HOAs. 
He said to me, I've heard nothing but good things about you and your brother. He said, and I was wondering if you'd be interested in having our business from our HOAs. That would take our business we just started. And in one day, double it. Just this afternoon before I left the church, Holly and John are standing there. And we got to talking. And she said, I heard the Lord's blessing you guys' business in that nature. I said, yeah, and I felt my spirit this morning when I was preaching. He's getting ready to increase it real fast. Didn't think anything more about it. Got in the truck and drove home before I got home. This business guy called. He said, would you be interested? I said, I think we're interested. Amen. <laughs> Faith can do what God can do. God's word produces results. Is the deal set in stone? Not yet, but it will be. Oh, you're just bragging. No, if I'm bragging on anything, I'm bragging on God. It's the Apostle Paul said and how good he's been. And I tell you stuff like that, not to say look at me. I tell you to say look at our God and tell you what he can do for your business and your family. We started that business earlier this year. Keep Just keep reinvesting. It's debt free. It's unheard of. But that is who our God is. Hear me. Work like crazy? Yeah, as we should. But God can take a somebody, really a nobody, and turn him into a somebody. And if you'll seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, I'm telling you, he'll add the blessing of the Lord to your life. And he'll have Jewish business people calling you. After all, you serve a Jewish God. Come on. He'll have unsafe people calling you, feeling like they're supposed to help you. Unsafe people watching you preach and say, hey, would you join my team? Would you sit on my board? Would you do different things? Because you think about things differently. You look at things. That's the gift of faith. That's the word going to work. And I tell you this stuff to encourage you in your journey of faith, too, of what God can do for you. That God will give you a dream, an invention, a business, or an idea. Come on, Aaron. Dream, invention, business, idea. I saw that beautiful knife you made this afternoon. My God. Dream, invention, business idea. I can point to people all over this church who God gave them something. It was like a hobby. It became a side hustle. Come on. And now it's a business. You know why? Because they'll honor God with their wealth. It's a money thing. No, it's not. It's a Bible principle thing. I don't want nothing from you. Nothing you could do for me. I don't want so much as a sandal strap from the king of Sodom. Lest he say he's the one that made Abram rich. What I want is your heart. Your soul. It's the only thing that makes God rich. Oh man. It's the only thing that makes God rich is souls. That's what it's all about. Souls. The reason we come here and do all this is not because I don't have anything to do. I woke up at 4 o'clock this morning and I go, God, I'm white. You got to go preach to the 9 a.m. crowd. Amen. And some of them are kind of ugly looking. And I say, if some of you guys don't loosen up, it's okay. It'll be loose when we get to Honesdale night. Amen. <laughs> Put some laxative in the coffee. Pretty Nazis. <laughs> no, really. It's been a privilege to be here pastor in this church. I mean that. I really, really do.
I hope you really know how much I love you people. I mean, really, I really, really do. I hope you know if this would be my last night here, which, Lord willing, I believe it won't be. Amen. Nobody clapped. Praise God. <laughs> Some places you go, if the pastor said that, they'd give them a clap right out the door. See you never. Amen. That I really love you. That I really want God's best for your life. I really do. Above all else, John said it like this, brother, my brother, and I wish above all else that you'd prosper and be in good health, even as thy soul would prosper. Third John too. I want to see people do well in every area of their lives because it represents God well. That's really what it is. It's 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 not a bragging thing. It's really the heathen should look at your life and desire what's going on in your life. Read it. It's all through the scriptures. I'm gonna close it out here in just a moment. The anointing is strong in this place today. Seems like it is every week, glory to God. But it's getting stronger. <laughs> I know more hung the phone over that Jewish business guy. And I just began to laugh. I thought to myself, I just said 20 minutes ago that I felt like you were getting ready to increase something quickly. It took you that long? As soon as I hung up the phone, I felt the Lord speak to me to sow a seed tonight towards the construction project. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not telling you you have to. I'm telling you what I'm going to do. Because I know my seed makes way for my harvest. People see, some people see what the Lord has done for me and they don't exactly celebrate it. They got a jealous spirit or whatever else. But they also don't see the way I sow. Well, I believe God. You can have everything I have and more. Get your faith out there. What I found out is you can do anything people can't do in this life. Just do the opposite of what they do. Provoke His presence in your life. Provoke it. How do you do that? My praise. My seed. Spending time with them. And you meet other dumb dumbs that well, I don't need to work. I just need to lay around and bask in God's presence. No, you don't. Get a job. And while you're working here today, you can say, hey, thank you, Lord. Thank you for strengthening me. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for blessing me. Thank you for being so good to me, God. You've been so gracious, kind. Whew. Amen. You guys received this word tonight? I help you. I don't know how many times I've preached this week, but it's a lot. And I never preached the same message twice. Whew, hallelujah. Heath can tell. Didn't I preach a different message this morning? Completely different. I'm not like a one of these preachers that has three messages and preaches the same three everywhere they go. Oh, boy. Don't get me started. I'm waiting on the Spirit just a moment because I can feel that God's Word is taking root in some people's hearts in this place. And I can feel the Spirit of faith getting elevated. Let me ask you this. 
What are you believing God for? What are you believing God for? Or has your faith stalled out? <laughs> what are you believing God for? Who are you believing God for? What are you believing God for? I got a little list on my phone. What I do? As God does it, I mark it off. And then celebrate what he did. Celebrate what he's going to do. Now, I've told people to do this before by the Spirit, and I'm just going to say it tonight because I can feel it after what I preached. I would challenge you to make a list of what you're believing God for. Write it down. Not just, oh, yeah, I believed him. No, write it down. Meditate on it. Every time you're going to God in prayer, look that thing over. Now watch me. I know what I'm talking about. The Bible says make the vision plain, write it down, put it on tablets. Write it down. And then as God performs it, check it off. And I tell you this, when you're done with that list, frame it hanging on the wall. Make a new list. I'm telling you beyond a shadow of a doubt, I know a God who can do more for you. That one phone call, if it be the Lord's will today, will do more for us in one phone call than we could have did, you know, and God knows how long to get that many customers. God can do for you. Hear me. One moment of his favor is worth more than a lifetime of labor. He'll bless your business. You know why? Because you give from it. He'll bless your life. Whew. I'm about done. Man, I feel the anointing. How about you? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. My friend in the back, can I pray for you? Would you mind? Don't worry, I won't embarrass you. <laughs> He's like, oh no. I'm Tyler. James. James, great to meet you. Hi, how are you? Great to meet you. Hey, Xavier, good to meet you. Your guys' first time here? I'm glad you guys are here. How'd you hear about this? Your wife? A couple of people? Wonderful. Pastor Dave's a great man. I love him very much. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray for you just a minute. That's all right. You got a wonderful spirit about you. Hallelujah. You too, ma'am. You were just taking everything I was saying by, the, by faith. Well, isn't that right? I can see as I was preaching, faith is getting in you. Faith getting in you. He's sitting next to you. You're rubbing off on him. <laughs> Ain't that right? <sighs> Hallelujah. Take her by the hand if you would been married a while two years good for you guys thank you Lord thank you Father your wife is a wonderful woman of faith she has great and strong faith she prays believes God's going to answer her and in fact and I don't mean this in any whatever 
but it's had a real positive effect on your life. Ain't that right? And even some things in your life where maybe they weren't where they should be. Her faith has caused you to turn. Isn't that pretty good? Yeah. You know what I mean, and God knows what I mean. And I won't embarrass you. I'll just leave it there. The Bible has gifts of the Holy Spirit. And God sometimes will allow me to see things about people or what they're praying for, things of that nature. Because I believe God wants people to know he really cares about them and really loves them in your situation. Because of your wife's prayers, I can say it like that, it's brought you to this place in your faith with God. And tonight, even as I was preaching, her faith's getting built stronger and stronger. It's affecting you and good. When I pray for you tonight, faith is going to get strong on the inside of you too. Is that all right? You ain't going to be shaken. You're going to be stirred. That gift of God's going to come on the inside of you, strengthen you up. In the natural, you're a strong guy. But in the spirit, it's going to strengthen you. And I believe you've been praying for that. Ain't that right? Yeah. God knows everything. And I never met you, folks. It's funny how God reveals things. Oh. Whew. Hallelujah. <laughs> Even her getting you to come here tonight. What a blessing. Because you were like, man, I don't feel like going up there. <laughs> Ain't that right? Right. Yeah. Forty minutes away. Yeah, he tried to make a bunch of excuses, and you were pushing on him to go. It's amazing how good God is. I told you I wouldn't embarrass you. I'll leave it all there. Amen. <laughs> Don't worry, you're not the only one. I do this all the time. Whew. Because I want people to know there's a real God in heaven who really loves them. Whew. They're going to go late at Sunday night. <laughs> Pretty good. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, stretch a hand towards my friends. I thank you for the gift of faith getting stronger and stronger as I lay my hands on my brother here tonight in this family unit. Stirred and not shaken. Gifts of the Holy Spirit on the inside. Father, baptized with the Holy Spirit in fire, Lord. Be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Provoke their faith, God, to new levels, new heights, and just believe in you at greater depths. I believe, James, what the Lord is going to do is he's going to give you some favor. I don't know if it's with your job or what it is, <laughs> but I, I believe your wife has been praying almost for you to like change levels like promotion. Does that make sense, y'all? Yeah. Bible says promotion comes from the Lord. And as I lay my hands upon you tonight, I thank you you have favor with God and favor with man. And God will give you that promotion. That God will bless you. And he'll show you he really is who he says he is. And he can really do what he says he can do. I love you guys. More importantly, God loves you. Whew. Bless them, Jesus. In your name, Father. Amen. Great to meet you, folks. Yeah, thank you. Hallelujah. Hey, buddy, how are you?
Good to see you. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that was you. I never saw you without a beard. I prayed for you last week. I prayed for you last week. You look good without a beard. You almost look like you'd be related to a couple of those guys in the front row. Amen. Bald head and bald face. Praise God. I prayed for you last week. I don't know if Mike told you or not. This church prayed for you. If you would have seen some of the things I'm doing in that building with Freeman, you'd have lost your beard. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, stronger and stronger, better and better. With a long life, you shall satisfy Glenn and show him your salvation. Healing is the children's bread. And even in the presence of our enemies, you prepare a table for us, Father. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thy rod and thy staff comfort me, and you are with me. Thank you, Lord. Touch my wonderful friend. In Jesus' name, amen. I've been looking for you. Hallelujah. Can I pray for you? What's your name? Misty. Beautiful name. You been here before? I didn't think so. It's your first time? Where are you from? Florida. I love Florida. I'd like to be there, but God has me here. Amen. How'd you end up here? Tonight, I mean to thrive. Not, you don't have to tell me how you got to Pennsylvania. Praise God. I'm glad you're here. Hallelujah. Stretch your hand towards my friend Misty. That's the anointing of the Holy Spirit, Misty. That's a fresh touch from heaven. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I thank you for drawing Misty to your house. And Father, I pray right now that her faith would get stronger and stronger. Misty, that thing that's been drawing you is called the Holy Spirit, encouraging you to get to God's house, encouraging you to get a touch from Him to drink from the well. For as you knew Him in younger days, ain't that right? You're going to know Him in greater ways now, moving forward in Jesus' mighty name. Be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Great to see you. West Virginia hat and all. Amen. Go Mountaineers. Hallelujah. You must be proud of those kids. Amazing, isn't it? tell you this all the time, but I love having you folks around. Wonderful anointing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. 
That's the anointing, amen? I said amen. going to be all right. Even this week, things try to discourage you, but it didn't defeat you. You're still here. going to be all right. You know, the kicker is this time around, you're in the right place. I don't mean, to, I mean, your family. You're around people that encourage you, strength you, and keep you just what I've talked about. Hallelujah. It's not going to be like reliving a nightmare and you're a thousand miles away. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In the healing hands of heaven. I'd say it like this. I know in the natural. Numbers don't look great. Who cares about numbers? Amen. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? <laughs> don't let it get you down. Just keep moving forward. Just keep doing whatever you want to do. I don't know what side, but you do with your ribs. Hallelujah. In fact, I said it to them around the fire the other night, didn't I? I said, something's up with Kurt's ribs. No idea what I'm talking about. We were talking about land and all kinds of stuff, lakes and fishing. and You can ask them. Didn't I? I said, something's up with Kurt's ribs. I want to pray for him. Now, I know the Holy Ghost. I know that was him. Not just all the smoke I was inhaling. Amen. From a fire pit, folks. Not that. that one almost went south. He's supposed to be tending the fire. Instead, he's blowing smoke everywhere. And then Colleen hands out these things called buzz patches, which keep the mosquitoes away. I said, I'm not a Nicorette kind of guy. Amen. She going around spanking stickers on us. Keep the mosquitoes away. She lay one on Grant and she'll see the look on his face. Amen. As we're sitting there around a fire, didn't I? I said, something's up with Kurt's ribs. So it's okay with you. I'm going to pray. God touches you. Because even this week, that pain in your ribs, thing of this nature, numbers, whatever, you start feeling a little weak, right? Ambition kind of down, things of that nature. That's just the devil. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. This man was given a death sentence a while ago. 
He's like a cat with nine lives. How long? Two years. And you're supposed to live how long? Two days. Doing all right. But I don't know about anybody else. I'm not happy with two years. I want a whole heck of a lot longer than that. Looking at 20, I think you got more than that in you. I think she's got more faith than 20 years, friend. That's you got too much work to do for you to be messing with nonsense like that. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, as I lay my hands upon your son, I curse this foul infirmity. I bind the spirit of cancer. I cast it out into the deep. I command it to report to its master, Satan, it has failed. He shall be the healed and not the sick. For in the name of Christ and Christ's name, I believe you for the anointing, for gifts of healing and working of miracles. Commanded to go in Jesus' mighty name. Pain to cease. Satan, take your hands off of God's property. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. I remember what I told you nearly two years ago. I said, you got a ways to go yet. you got grandkids to live for. Remember that? Well, the grandkids might be two years older, but you still got a ways to go yet. In Jesus' mighty name. Be healed. Full of the Holy Spirit. See, if I said I was sitting around a fire and I said something, and you didn't have multiple people there to hear me say it, people could say I'm a crock. But you know these people a long time. And they wouldn't lie to you. And I don't even know why I said it. But God knew. I said God knew. I want you to know tonight, before I close, that anything you see tonight, God gets all the glory for it. Every bit of it. It's not God gets 99%, I get 1%. He gets all of it. I don't ever want to touch His glory. Ever. It's God who heals people. I don't heal them, God does. It's God who uses the gifts of the Holy Spirit, words of knowledge, things of that nature. That's all His. Amen? I'm just like a conduit. Power just flowing through and out to somebody else. And there is an anointing in this house. God, get ready to close. And it's early yet. Amen. This morning I did the shortest 9 a.m. service I think Peckville's seen in years. <laughs> I told my granddad, I said, don't ever say that I preach the longest out of any of you guys. You guys all go longer than I do. Maybe not as frequently, but you do. Amen. Hey, Joni, I love you. Wonderful people. Another one's making a trek of a drive to get over here. They live over clear near the other side of Lake Winola. I've been praying for you. I'll never stop praying for you. These folks believed in us when nobody else did. They sowed into mine and my brother's lives when nobody else did. 
And anybody that helps me and helps the work of God always has a place in my heart. Whew. Got another new grandchild, huh? How many is that now? Seven? Holy cow. What they put in the water over there, amen. I think they have it here in Honesdale too. Got the nursery to prove it. He even recently has some, th some things that flared up and really given you some trouble, if I can say it like that. Whew. What the devil's trying to do is he's trying to hold on as long as he can because he's trying to pervert your faith, if I can say it like that. But he's not going to. Strong in faith. Whew. God, when are we going to see it? Right? Pretty good? I know. It's amazing. God knows exactly what everybody says to him. And then I say, things, like, you know, people laughing at me, but you guys are laughing because you know that's exactly what was said. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Having done all the stands, stand firm. I don't know how to tell you to do anything but what the word says. Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Spent a lot of time, I'll say. Grant, she used to sing with the Revival Time Choir, traveling all over the place. The devil's tried to choke literally the breath out of her lungs. Foul devil. All kinds of people in heaven because of that. Jesus. John, you just put your hand on her leg. That'd be all right. Wherever you feel comfortable. It's your wife. Amen. I just lay hands on the guys these days. I put my hand on a female shoulder to be snapping pictures from. Peaker Island, amen. <laughs> Fire the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' mighty name. Touch him, Lord. Touch him, Lord. Look at this power is going right through me, touching him and touching her. Those who wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. Strengthened by the power of God. Strengthened by the power of God. To enjoy these grandchildren. You foul devil, take your hands off of God's property. Foul spirit of infirmity, go to hell where you belong. To breathe whole, to be healthy, strong. Take your hands off God's property. You'll rue the day you ever touch God's children. In Christ Jesus' name, in the authority of Jesus Christ, the head of the church, I thank you for the gifts of healing and the working of miracles. And there's going to be a new joy coming in your spirit too. 
separate. <laughs> right there. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Touched by the power of God. Touched by the power of God. I know things have been a little tough since your husband went home to be with Jesus. And there's been nights where you've really had a hard time. I'll say after the midnight hour if I can say it like that. Oh, great comforter, touch her, Lord. Comfort her, comfort her, comfort her. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Your faith is just growing and growing and growing. It, it's been such a joy for me to watch it. I know you do. And for somebody that's been through so much tragedy and loss, I've watched you just within a couple of months coming here week in and week out, the word of faith getting strong in you. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Better and better, stronger and stronger. And I don't know if I've told you this before or not, but I'm going to tell you now. And if I have, forgive me, but just be encouraged. Because of your tragedy and the story you've been through and now the hope and joy that you possess, your story will bring victory to other people. In Jesus' name. Quit getting injured in Jesus' name. Amen. People are going to start thinking Paul beats you. Hallelujah. Paul, don't shake your head. Just keep looking forward. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do this for me, and we're going to close. No, I'm going to pray for you folks. I told you before. Excuse me. I get caught up in what I'm doing, and that's that. This morning, I was going to pray for you. Whew. That the Lord would strengthen your body. I don't know what's going on, or whatever, but God does. But this morning when I was preaching, I saw you, and I felt the Lord say, Pray for her to be strengthened. No idea, but God knows. You know? Yeah? As long as you know and God knows, that's all that matters. Amen. You got a good man here. I mean, really. I don't like too many people. I really like him. Amen. <laughs> I love everybody. I don't like everybody. <laughs> One time I said to God, I don't like that person. God said to me, I don't like him either but I commanded you to love them. Amen. <laughs> yeah. I've been nice to Lou ever since. Amen. <laughs> Wonderful people of faith right here. In Jesus' mighty name. You can, same thing, take her by the hand, put your hand on her knee, whatever you want to do. I'm going to lay my hand on you. Amen. I can touch you right where you are. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, strengthen her body. For even the beginning of things in your body that will begin to cause you a little bit of pain, joints, things of that narrow. In Jesus' mighty name, gifts of healing, working of miracles, stronger and stronger. And my buddy here, has been speaking words of faith 
<laughs> Ain't that right? Yep. Even around the house and things of that nature, I can see it even now. That big old kitchen you put in there. Ain't that right? Is that right or no? In fact, I don't, and I've never been to your home, but you put a huge kitchen on your house just to prove to people I'm not a crock. So you put a big old addition of a Isn't that right? That's right. A big kitchen on the house. People think you make this stuff up. I don't even, I know that from Maker Lake area. I don't know where to live. You put a big kitchen on the house, this huge addition. And there's all kinds of cabinets. I mean, it's huge. I don't know how to call it. Isn't that right? It's like, yeah, about as big as the rest of the house. Is that right? That's right. <laughs> huh? Plus a big pantry. Right. It's more like a house on an addition, but that's a whole different story. Mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, Lou. Because he didn't even want to do it, right? And you were the one. He said that too. Did you hear that? <laughs> You're in that kitchen. And it caused you some concern of what's been going on. <laughs> and you spoke to God in faith. Spoke to God in faith. Because what the devil tried to use in concern is from what happened to your former wife. Ain't that right? That's okay. Nothing to be ashamed of. It's proof God can use anybody. God uses me. He can use anybody. By the gifts of the Spirit, you're in this kitchen. Speak in faith. God, I can't do this again. Pretty good? Yeah. And you won't. The Bible says any two people touch anything, wrong and come in agreement, it'll be done unto them. For any of you who are guests tonight, this is what I'll make you a believer. In Jesus' mighty name, I come to agreement with their great faith, Lord. For whatever's been beginning in your body, comes out in Jesus mighty name gifts of healing working of miracles words of faith now you're going to like this you've put into practice the things you've learned from fourth dimension ain't that right glory to God yeah God has pinpoint accuracy glory to God in Jesus' mighty name, I come into agreement with you and believe God. You shall live and not die. You shall live and not die. I take a death sentence right off your life. In Jesus' mighty name. And that's why the Lord told me to pray for you this morning. But when I went to pray for you, he said, not yet. And here you are tonight. God always knows what he's doing. And God's timing is always perfect. He keeps better time than a Rolex watch, Paul. He's a good God. In Jesus' name. Amen. I love you guys. Whew. Hallelujah. Sister Sharon. Glory to God.
I release it by the gift of faith. In Jesus' mighty name. I'm proud of you. God's proud of you. I'm very happy for your schooling and things working out of that nature. And the Lord taking care of the bill too. Good to see you, buddy. Been a minute. Hallelujah. Well, I think it's safe to say God's real. And God really loves people. <laughs> In their kitchen and all. <laughs> Lift your hands, I'm going to close this service out. There is a reward for coming to God's house and seeking Him. You don't get this on the live stream. It's good. It's not like being in the house. It's proximity to the anointing. Can I tell you something? For people that have given you a bad experience with church and stuff like that, I'm sorry. That's between you and the Lord. But I believe there's people that have just given you kind of like a bad taste in your mouth for nonsense religion. And I want you to know, I'm sorry for people doing that. Whatever that means. <laughs> Jesus. I'm on it, Lou. I've been flying since yesterday morning. You picked me up. I'm telling you, when I got God's presence yesterday morning, it's like it's just been hitting me ever since. I woke up 4 o'clock this morning and the anointing was so strong. I felt the anointing all over me in that 9 a.m. service. It had to be the anointing. Didn't have any caffeine. And some of those folks, you threw a bomb out there, they wouldn't move. <laughs> That's for sure. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. I would apologize for the time, but I don't do that. Because I like taking time to minister to people. Jesus preached and then ministered to people. I like to follow the model of Jesus rather than the opinions of people. So if this is too late for you, you'll be fine. You could be at home in your Snuggie with Cheeto dust all over your chin. Looking like a bum. Instead, you're in God's house and God is touching people by the power of His Holy Spirit. And I don't know about you, but there's no greater joy than seeing God touch people. I said than seeing God touch people. i got to be up at 3 a.m. tomorrow. Don't bother me in the least bit. I'm cranked up on the Holy Ghost. One more and I'm going to close. I could do this all night. You look great. My God. Huh? No. I notice it now. Hallelujah. Have some more of that joy in Jesus' mighty name. Be filled in Jesus' mighty name. Stretch a hand towards my sister here. The devil's been trying to attack her body physically. 
in all kinds of things. Ain't that right? You know I love your husband very much. Good man. Boy, has he been touched by the power of the gospel. <laughs> Stretch a hand towards her. And really, especially, even on Sunday evenings, with coming to church, it's like you've been getting attacked all the more on Sundays in your body physically. Isn't that right? She shook her head yes. She's not mute. She's just pressing into what God's doing. Now, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we stand together in faith. Satan, take your hands off of God's property. Foul spirits of infirmity, we bind you, command you to leave. Even pains within your joints, your hands, things of that nature. It's almost like a, uh, how would I say this? Almost like a crippling spirit has tried to cripple you up some. You're way too young for all that nonsense. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, touch her. Angels right now from heaven, gifts of the Holy Spirit, gifts of healing, working of miracles, to be another testimony of God's healing power. Whew. Infirmity, go, Jesus' mighty name. Getting stronger and stronger, better and better. Whew. I love you, honey. Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. The devil is working overtime to try and, I don't know how to say it, plague the children of God. Let me help you. He did the same nonsense before God's children came out of captivity. He tried to keep them in bondage and plague them with everything he could. The Bible tells us in Psalms 126, it was like a dream when God brought us out. Our mouths were filled with laughter and we shouted with praises to our God. I'm going to pray. We're going to close. I never received an offering, so if you want to give, it's between you and God. As you can tell, I really care about money. I go for a long service and then say, if you want to give, it's up to you. <laughs> you know why I don't worry about it? Why would I? He said he'd supply all of his needs according to riches and glory. Why would I worry about something he said he's going to take care of? For all I know, he'll speak to somebody in Timbuktu and they take care of the whole thing. I ain't worried about it. I might know where Timbuktu is after going to Maine yesterday. <laughs> might not be the end of the earth, but I saw it from there. Thanks for the fence, yeah. Rick and Lou, if anybody needs a tour of Milo, Maine, they're now experts. Amen. <laughs> We're going to sow into God's work. I tell you something no preacher will tell you. There's no pressure ever. If you don't want to give, then don't. God will always take care of his work. Should you tithe? Should you give? Yes. Matthew 23, 23. Should you tithe? Yes, you should tithe. Because it will impact generations to come. We're doing everything we can do here to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're working like crazy trying to get a Space next door on that old barn. Expanding. I mean, we, we just finished the attic in the house here, just trying to create some more space even temporarily for what God's doing. Amen? They got Thrive Youth meeting on Wednesday nights. They're getting ready to go on their first trip up to Uproar. All kinds of great things going on. 
Don't miss what God's doing. I'll give you one scripture and I'll quit. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 7, it says, though the tithe and the offering is received by mortal hands on this side of eternity, it's actually received by the hands of God in heaven. Something supernatural happens in our giving. The Apostle Paul said, it's credited your heavenly account. So when we get to heaven, and you're living in the trailer court with a Winnebago for a fence, for eternity, we're going to know you were a cheapskate. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Come on. If you can't laugh at that, honestly, you need a spiritual enema. Amen. <laughs> With a Winnebago as a fence. Lou, am I telling the truth? Rick, Winnebago's painted the same color as the rest of the fence. How much does a fence section cost? <laughs> 60, 70 bucks? That Winnebago must have been free 99. Same thing with the horrible color it was painted too. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I thank you for every person sowing into your work tonight. God, I thank you that your word takes root in our hearts, God. I thank you for the people that have committed their lives to you tonight. I thank you for the signs, the wonders, and the miracles, Lord. I thank you, God, that your word produces some 30, some 60, some 100 full, God. I pray that your word challenges us and provokes us this week to believe you for the greater, God, to believe you to produce something in our lives. So say, God, no, we're not stopping there. We're getting 30, we're getting 60, we're getting 100 fold in Jesus' mighty name, God. I pray it provokes us in our believing of you, God, and our faith to grow stronger and stronger, better and better in Jesus' mighty name. Now, I pray the Lord blesses you and the Lord keeps you. I pray the Lord causes his face to shine upon you. You're rising up, you're going down, you're coming in, you're going forth. Each and every day you live to see the gift of another sunrise. May you know you're blessed and highly favored by Almighty God Himself. You believe that? Somebody say amen. Come on, give God a mighty hand of praise. Go ahead, Grant.